When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, friends in an alternate future. Welcome to Mystery County Monster Hunters Club, where we use dice to tell a story of slimy pseudonyms and hapless hunters in the real and actual 2006. I'm Tyler Samples, your keeper of monsters and mysteries. Let's meet our players. Hi, everybody. I'm Rashawn Nadine Scott, and today I've already decided my character's name is Isaac Glaze. (laughs) Hi, I'm Aaron Rain, and my character's name is TBD. And I'm Alan Linick, and my character's name is Rutherford B. Hayes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is wonderful for me because, so as our astute listeners might notice, Mm -hmm. we have two of our our members are out for today. Claire and Jeff couldn't be here. So we're doing a bit of a side adventure, really inspired by some suggestions on our Discord, which I really recommend you join so you get to chime into the world in such a way as this. Shout out to the Discord. Shout Shout out out to to our patrons. (laughs) And our Patreons. Yes. Thank you all so much. Mitchell Daly, uh, one of our beloved. Our first. Our first and and beloved patron, Mitchell Daly, suggested a game called Mission Accomplished, which I saw and was so excited to do for this. So the premise of today is you are all the one of the new formed auxiliary patrol units of the Mystery County Monster Hunters Club. You're one of the 150 who signed up and you're working under the supervision of somebody from the Chamber of Commerce because they needed to bring bodies in to help organize all of these laymen. Here's the thing. You three, Rutherford B. Hayes, Isaac Glaze and TBD, you three are salamanders. A lot of you have been going to Crashly Grenadine for protection, but you three decided to go a different route. You you thought the best way to hide from monster hunters was to be a monster hunter. So you three signed up to be your own patrol unit. So now here's the thing. You guys went on patrol. This is your first patrol with the Chamber of Commerce and the, the Mystery County Monster Hunters Club. And ultimately, your ultimate objective, you completely succeeded. You caught a monster. And you survived. Unfortunately, a lot of things outside of that went very wrong. Impossible. (laughs) And one of you is going to take the blame for all of the shit that has hit the fan. Luckily, though, one of you at the end of this is going to get a promotion. And when I say that one of you is going to take the blame at the end of this, one of you is going to be outed as a salamander. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) What a stressful day. Yeah. What is the uh, do salamanders have like hypertension? Are they (laughs) their hearts? Good question. We're about to find out. (laughs) I'm about to squelch my pants. (laughs) So the way that this game works is you are going to be meeting with your supervisor from the Chamber of Commerce, who's going to be reviewing with you 
what went wrong during your patrol. We're going to generate the material as to what that is in a second. And then I, as your supervisor, am going to be reviewing with you to figure out who fucked up. I know it wasn't me. I'm the supervisor. It's definitely not me. It's definitely not the Chamber of Commerce. We didn't cause a problem. One of you three fucked up in such a huge way that there are going to be consequences. So as we play this, you want to try to make yourself look as good as possible because I'm going to be giving out commendations for people who did a good job and for hunters who upheld the values of the Chamber of Commerce. And your job also is to try to throw the other two under the bus because I'm going to be giving out citations for those who didn't follow the values of the Chamber of Commerce. And so I'll just go through what those values are right now. I've sent you guys the full list of this, but here are the seven values of the Mystery County Chamber of Commerce. Number one, a commitment to excellence. You have a responsibility to both your club, your town, and the world at large to deliver your best as consistently as you can. Number two is efficiency. We at the Chamber of Commerce value getting the most result with the least effort and ensuring that there is limited casualties or collateral damage, anything like that. So staying on task with your objective of finding and capturing monsters and bringing them in will always get you bonus points. Getting sidetracked by tangents or other mission objectives or personal vendettas, that's not what we're looking for in the Chamber of Commerce. Number three is team spirit. We're all in this together, gang. So sticking together, looking out for one another, that's going to get you points. Being selfish, having petty grudges, being impulsive, going in alone. These things go against the Chamber of Commerce and what we're trying to achieve here in Mystery County. Four is personal development. We want to see you become the best you that you can be. So seize opportunities, own your achievements, show up and show what you can do. If you let other people lead all the time, if you just follow, then you don't have a lot of room there. It's not what we're looking for. This goes into number five, though, which is respect for authority. So we want to make sure that you are always looking out for the Chamber of Commerce. I'm the Mystery County Monster Hunters Club and cooperating with those above you, whether that's your supervisor in the Chamber of Commerce, other monster hunters, people in the town at large. Cramos, anything like that. You want to make sure that you are following the people above you and and following hierarchy. Six is inventory management. As you all know, you were assigned the standard issue patrol kit. This is obviously just like the basics that you would need: a flashlight, an emergency blanket, those a things. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you brought unregistered or unsanctioned contraband onto your patrol, that's going to be bad. If you claimed contraband during your patrol that you should have left, that's also going to be bad. You just don't want to be putting your fellow hunters at risk. And five is obviously fiscal responsibility. There is a small account that you have access to to make necessary emergency purchases for your patrol. But broadly, we want to make sure that you are trying to limit your expenses for both the club, the chamber, and the town. So keeping Things from being damaged would also be an important part of that. You want to limit the exposure for the town of Haverford and the county of Mystery. Stay within these seven values. You're going to get commendations. Be outside of them. You're going to get citations. Of course, also, it's kind of up to the discretion of the supervisor to determine if you are inside or outside of these values. 
Before we get into it, before I introduce this, your supervisor, the next step to this is, so what we know definitely happened, you caught a monster and you all survived that locked in. Other people might not have survived, but you three definitely survived and you caught and brought in a monster. Beyond that, we don't know anything yet. So each of you, this is uh, not necessary to be anonymous. This can be just done right here in the open. Each of you is going to suggest one horrible mistake, controversy, or complication that happened during the hunt. And the bigger and the, the more calamitous, the better for this. Obviously, we're, we're going over a mission or a patrol that got super fucked up, and we're trying to figure out what went wrong. So the bigger fuck-ups, whether that's like vampires got out or like I scratched the mayor's car, like whatever feels very fun to you as a big fuck up that happened uh now is the time for it does anybody have one does aaron does your character have a name yet uh yeah my name is tbd oh <laughs> that's what i thought <laughs> i you know what you know what that yeah. is that's on me that's yeah. on me <laughs> and <Slowly. laughs> okay. um yeah yeah i've okay. had other names in the past but <laughs> Yeah. Um, Are we in great. character yet? No, no not point? yet. This is okay. before we're in character. Okay, we're just going to start out. We we need to put out some aspects of the hunt. So, so uh, things that happened during I've got bad one. things that okay. happened during the hunt. Go ahead, Rashawn. Bad thing that happened during the hunt on the chase through. We had to run through a baseball game and were caught on the jumbotron <laughs> like the kiss cam. Yeah. And we're caught on the kiss cam. Uh, I love it. I, I'm excited uh, for this because it suggests that Haverford has a baseball stadium mm-hmm. that we've uh-huh. never heard about until this well, point. The spaghetti, the spaghettis, right? The Barilla Gorillas. The, the Barilla Oh, that's right. The Barilla Gorillas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think another thing spaghetti that happened. Spaghetti night at Barilla Gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> another thing that happened is that we dropped a grand piano off of a four-story building um, onto the mayor's car. So scratched would be an understatement. We dropped a grand piano off a four-story building onto the mayor's car. Mm-hmm. I love it. Looney Tunes style, <laughs> you know? Great. Yes. Mm-hmm. Alan, do you have one? Yes. Uh, I, think, I think TBD was caught using Mystery County Chamber of Commerce funds for personal use <laughs> at, wow. at like, at like a mall, they were like they had like a like a romantic tryst at the mall. Okay, so TVD was caught using Chamber of Commerce funds at the mall during a romantic tryst. Yeah, great. You're I know we're not in character yet, it... but I'm gonna start throwing people under the bus already. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Apparently. of course. Wait, who's this tryst with, and why wouldn't you go to the freestanding mall? These are questions I'm sure we're going to get. Oh, no, this to the is definitely of. at the freestanding mall. I don't mm. think we have a regular mall. So this is the, just the food at court mall is its own there. separate freestanding area. <laughs> yeah. Right. So this is at this was at Mall Street. Mall Street Food Court, which at, is a building yeah. that just contains like a Panda Express and like those other <laughs> classic yeah. mall. <laughs> yeah. Sabaros. I love it. Now, I'll just point out just because TBD was caught doesn't mean TBD was the one doing it. So, right. 
um, TBD, don't feel boxed in by this. Okay, so now we're going to go into character generation as we have this thing. Also, the other thing that I want to point out with this. So as again, you caught a monster. I don't know what the monster is yet. I have some ideas or whatever, but I'm not going to, I'm going to slot them in if they make sense. But you are welcome to describe as we go along elements of the monster and stuff because we are going to generate together what that monster what got caught and how you caught it uh, there's there's nothing on the like truly the only thing we know is you caught a monster and brought it in and you all survived beyond that who knows what happened so for now we're going to do our character generation so character names we've we've already done we have let me write make sure to get them written down here we have of course tbd can't believe i fell for that <laughs> same <laughs> we have i was like oh that's that's so unlike aaron to not come <laughs> locked and loaded what was isaac's last name glaze glaze as in glaze uh, and we have rutherford b hayes <laughs> and i'm so excited because i do love this thing of like of course the salamanders still haven't quite figured out <laughs> naming conventions for humans yeah. So, <laughs> what safer name than a human that actually existed? Absolutely. Yeah. So, now the next step to this, then we have our character names. We'll go through each of you is going to say what your specialty is uh, within the patrol unit. So, a thing that your character is actually good at and a reason why that they are like a positive thing they contribute to any patrol. In a spy thing, this would be something like I'm good with computers or I'm a, an expert marksman. One of those things, like the thing that that makes you a, an asset to this auxiliary patrol that you are all on. Aaron, let's start with you. Sure. I'm really good with um, I, I'm really good at talking to people, holding their attention and yeah. uh, I'm charming. So you're the face of the operation. I am the face. Yeah, Yeah, I love it. Great. Yeah. Rashawn, what about you? Uh, Isaac Glaze is really good at blending in kind of a master of disguise <laughs> before uh, this was masquerading as like a tailor. Amazing. Yeah, you were definitely one of the salamanders that was wearing human skin at some point in the past. And it looks good on me. Hey. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and Alan, what about Rutherford B. Hayes? Uh, Rutherford B. Hayes is a an explosives and demolitions expert. <laughs> 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 uh yes and so the three of you obviously mm. were put together as a patrol unit <laughs> the face. i like that this explosives expert was like i'll volunteer for the i'll auxiliary. go to this community meeting yeah listen this is the best way the uh. three of you are our friends presumably or at least colleagues within the salamanders and you guys have all agreed the best way to keep a low profile is not to get somebody else to protect you it's just to try to convince the monster hunters you're already one of them yeah so the the other thing to this whole thing is your supervisor obviously doesn't know that you're all salamanders if your supervisor finds out that you're salamanders that's obviously also going to be a huge citation you do not want me to figure out that you're a salamander but also you are not great at being human. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just so excited for this. So the next step to this is just a fun fact, something about your character that helps us know a little bit more about where your character is coming from. I'm going to start with Aaron on this. Aaron, what's your fun fact? Apparently, when I was younger, <laughs> when I first got to Earth, I was on television. I'd never been on live television before, but apparently... <laughs> 
Apparently, people like to listen to me talk. Apparently, I love roller coasters. And apparently, I'm friends with Ellen DeGeneres. Holy hell. Okay, so so TBD is the apparently kid. Now canon. Apparently kid is a salamander masquerading as a human boy. Uh, Wow. Uh, Isaac Glaze, what's your fun fact, Isaac Glaze? You know, uh, Isaac Glaze has a lot of fun facts about himself, but one that he'd like to share right now is that he really loves a hot spring. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And Rutherford B. Hayes, what's your fun fact? Rutherford B. Hayes has uh, helped in his masquerading of being human by memorizing a lot of trivia facts. (laughs) That make him seem like he has much knowledge about being a human being. <laughs> so you're a trivia expert. <laughs> and also explosive. <laughs> uh, okay. We got to do a bar crawl with this guy. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So now we have three major things that went wrong, right? We have the kiss cam exposure. We have the grand piano falling and we have the illicit use of chamber of commerce funds for a romantic tryst. But what we also need to establish here is one thing each of you did that substantially aided in capturing and bringing in a monster. So Aaron, let's start with TBD, the (laughs) apparently kid. What was, what did, what did TBD do that substantially helped catch this monster? Apparently, I distracted the monster by telling the monster a story for a long time. And apparently, the monster was attracted to the sound of my voice. Uh, And apparently, the monster and I have plans to hang out at the mall later. Wait, I forgot the question after. Exactly. This is why why TBD is so good. my superpower yeah so the question is what did you do to help catch this monster the thing that you 100 percent, this is canon true you did this thing and it definitely helped uh without this we would not have been able to catch this monster so isaac glaze what did you do isaac was able to get the monster to uh uh take a cold shower (laughs) okay Cool that body help. temp. <laughs> what was that? Cool that body temp down. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Yeah, you you got the monster to take a cold shower and cool itself down. And it was, apparently it was too hot before. And apparently <laughs> it was lighting things on fire as it was walking down the street. And apparently it needed to be cooled down. And apparently Isaac t- saved the day. I love this kid. <laughs> Rutherford B. Hayes, what did you do to help catch and bring in this monster? Um, Rutherford blew off all ten of its <laughs> legs so that it could not run away with explosives. <laughs> yeah, you blew oh. off all ten of the monster's legs to keep it from running away. By the way, uh, it having ten legs signifies maybe some kind of cephalopod <laughs> origin. That's a it's fun true. fact. <laughs> the fact is fun. I love it. Okay, so we have we have what you guys did. So each of you gets one commendation. 
Great job. Uh, that's mark what I'm that mark that down. About. Your supervisor is proud of you for the for the assistance that you did. Now we go on to the next part of our patrol report. So pick each of you, pick one person. This is where you're this is anonymous or secret. So you're gonna be sending to me, not to the other people. Pick one person and secretly write down what they did that positively contributed to patrol success. This is so dumb. I love it. Two. Rashawn, um, Isaac Glazes pronouns? Uh, he, him. Mm, good point. And Rutherford B. Hayes' pronouns? Uh, they, them. They, them. Great. And TBD, what's your pronouns? Oh, uh, he, him. <laughs> Oh, these are great. Just read them out loud. No, I can't. They're secret. (laughs) They'll come up and play. Don't worry. Listeners, you will hear these soon enough. So just just so um, I'm clear on the uh, sort of in the spirit of the game, are are these are the things we sent you things that we are ourselves allowed to reference or are they secrets Mm -hmm. that the supervisor is sort of intended to use? Yeah, they're, these are sort of secrets I'm going to reveal when they're revealed is when it'll gotcha. be discussed. And we'll go on to the second part of this. Pick the other person and secretly write down and send to me what they did that complicated, compromised, or negatively contributed to patrol success. <laughs> you guys are toast. <laughs> yeah, right. You're done. Just give um, me the promotion. Game, no. game over. You've been sold up the river for a low cost. What? <laughs> You can't go up a river with these gills. <gasps> look, everyone, look. Isaac reveals they've got gills. That he's got gills. He's got gills. I, I do love the idea. That Isaac he- reveals that he's got gills, but doesn't reveal that he's a salamander. <laughs> no, being Mm-mm. a salamander in this day and age, revealing it—it's ridiculous. Mm-mm. Are Are you two wearing masks, or are you just <laughs> kind of? Are you are you wearing like human masks or are you just kind of oh, rolling with? Oh yeah, I'm wearing a mask, a human mask, for sure. I think I've just got a prosthetic nose. Yeah, don't we have like really good silicone? Actually, and and, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. pause you one second to be like, cool, this is a perfect timing because okay, this great. is a coffee break. So mm-hmm. I'm going to now take all of the things we did and organize them into a chronology of events that you and your supervisor are going to have a conversation about. While I do that. I would like you guys to establish what you're wearing as disguise. Mm. And also, obviously, this is not a time where you should be working out alliances or trying to figure out who is you're going to throw under the bus or what advantages you're going to. This is not this is a coffee break. This should just be colleagues talking. Obviously, yes, one of you fucked up so bad. And one of you is definitely going to get revealed as a salamander, which is going to end maybe your life. But right now, this is a coffee break. Just be be cool. Be chill, guys. Don't worry about it. But yeah, establish what you look like. Okay. Well, apparently, I look like a 12-year-old human child. Uh, apparently, my hair is um, orange colored. They call it red hair. Apparently, they can just uh, interchange colors um, here. And apparently, I'm about four foot ten. And apparently, I I let I wear oversized shirts to make sure that my my lanky salamander body doesn't show. 
apparently I'm, I go to school part of the day. Apparently (laughs) my extracurricular activity is monster hunting. (laughs) Um, Isaac Lays, he looks like Bernie Mac in, um, anytime you've seen Bernie Mac look dressed up. Like that's the kind of quality of like nice suits <laughs> that Isaac would try mm-hmm. to wear. So I guess Isaac has a like silicone silicon human face with like gloves of silicon hands. I guess yeah. and yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like but it's a clean nice suit but definitely human <laughs> face and hands. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I've also got human face and hands. Apparently, I also wear a silicone mask. <laughs> Apparently, I wear gloves that are human hand looking. Um, I think Rutherford does not wear a mask. I, I have a prosthetic nose and a white powdered wig, <laughs> and then and just that's, a soft. That's my outfit. human. That's my human disguise. Just like is, a goth lolly fellow. Just a, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. I have a proposition for the two of you. What if we are all very honest in our, you know, our um, debrief? Apparently, honesty is the best policy. So It's number one of our values. Of course, I'm going to be honest. Okay, great. So we all agree to honestly say who did the best and most of the work. And honestly say who was a dead weight who almost cost us the mission. Apparently. (laughs) Apparently you're playing another joke on me because you're talking like me. And I know that that means that we're your friends. You're apparently talking like me. And apparently you're going to say that I did a great job. No. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to say what's accurate. Because that's what counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. I've never been, I've never been, I, I, you know, I've never ever been um, given a demerit before. So when you say you're going to say, when you said no, it sounds like you might say that I didn't do a good job. Is that what you meant when you said no? Because I've never given a, gotten a demerit before. There is a first time for everything. Oh no, our supervisor is here. <laughs> okay, I think I have this the chronology as I understand it put together and it's so dumb. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited. So, I'm going to take us in. You are all in the in the Chamber of Commerce, not the actual chamber, but you're in the Chamber of Commerce building downtown. There's a bunch of people milling around, cramos, uh, civilians, Chamber of Commerce members with their little pins and their little suits, everybody all over the place. You three are feeling incredibly uncomfortable, but you've made this plan and you want to follow through with it. It seems like this is the best bet. You're also all a little, you know, your your costumes and your clothing is all a little tore up from this crazy night that just took place. But Looking at the three of yourselves, at least you survived. After everything that happened, the the fires and calamities, you made it through, which is great. The problem is your supervisor comes out and calls you in and says, Okay, guys, 
Molly Buttles is not pleased with what I have heard took place. Come on in, gang. And you watch the recently disgraced park ranger Molly Buttles wearing a Chamber of Commerce pin and a very cheap suit coming in. Somebody like Molly Buttles is like a cockroach. They're always going to come back, find a way to bounce back. Molly Buttles has inserted himself into the Chamber of Commerce. You have seen that he has proclaimed himself an expert at at civilian management. And so they were like, fine. And so you are his first patrol that he has taken a supervisor rollover. He welcomes you into this office that looks honestly more like an interrogation room than it does an office. There's no window, but it is just a small square room with a metal table. And he sits at one side and he's like, have a seat, everybody. I sit in the only chair. <laughs> Apparently, I'll sit on the floor. Uh, I, I, Isaac perches on the side of the table. What's going on, boss? I'm quite disappointed in all of you. I just have to say, there was a lot of problems that happened tonight. This was supposed to be your first patrol. I mean, boss, it was perfect. We got the monster. We're here now. Let's have cocktails. Apparently, we all survived, and apparently we caught the monster, and apparently that was our objective. And I'm sure that the fourth member of our crew will turn up eventually. (laughs) What? Oh, I mean, just the three of us. (laughs) And And uh, I look at the other two salamanders. I put together a roster. I know who's on this. Rutherford, you're supposed to be keeping track of your teammates. You know, that is a demerit. All right, but, okay. You take a citation for that, all right? You need to be keeping track of your team. Uh, You are right, and I accept full responsibility. I I overestimated how difficult it would be to keep track of three team members when one of them kept running off to do little children things on the side. We're going to get to it. Don't you worry, but hey, Rutherford, I do like your respect for authority, so that is a commendation. The other two of you would do well to treat your supervisor with the respect that I deserve. I respect you, I do. I just don't want to put my lips to your rectum. Uh, uh, Apparently... Citation. What? (laughs) What's so bad about my rectum? Molly Buttles has one of the best rectums in all of Haverford. I've heard the taste is unparalleled. <laughs> Molly moves on. Molly, <laughs> Molly's not going to reward that further. <laughs> so let's start from the beginning here. Walk me through what happened. Start with the beginning of your patrol shift. Well, I've entered the station. I took off my beautiful shark skin uh, suit jacket and I hung it up on... The hook there, and I put on my yellow vest, and then I clocked in. Who got the call first? TBD was the one who answered the telephone. Yeah, apparently the phone rang, and I do enjoy picking up the phone. So apparently I get to do that. When it rings, I get to pick up the phone and say, yellow. I like to answer the phone yellow. So apparently the phone rang, and I said, yellow. And then there was a call from the mall. And apparently there was a monster running around setting fires at the mall. All right, so you took the phone call, and what was the description of this monster? Apparently, the monster had 10 feet and caused fires wherever it rolled around on its 10 feet. 
And apparently it was yelling. Now, my understanding of this is that there was some trouble getting your patrol to the mall. Now, Rutherford, there were reports from your teammates that you put all of your personal explosives into the car, leaving no seats for the rest of your patrol. That is technically true, but I did attach. So you admit that you put our lives in danger. There was no seatbelt. To put across these shoulders. Isaac Glaze is an important pillar of the community. Apparently, I should have a booster seat because I'm under five feet tall. But apparently, I had to sit on the floor of the front seat. That is true. I I did make TBD sit up front so I could keep an eye on them. And to be fair, um, I used a long rope and attached a radio flyer wagon to the back of the car for Isaac to ride it. So I did supply seats for everyone. Imagine, imagine though, Rutherford, <laughs> if there was, you know, a, a car or a or a, an atomic bomb that comes out of nowhere, strikes the car, and we're all blown to smithereens. Okay, you they like that. Yeah, why have... did you have quite so much ammunition in your vehicle? Remember, we are a, a non-confrontational patrol unit. In fact, I'm I'm struggling to understand why munitions and explosives would even be necessary for a, a patrol unit of monster hunting. It's unclear to me either. You are right, moldy butthole, and I will explain it. I I had to make a tough choice between putting the life of this small human child in danger against a fire-breathing, many-legged, screaming monster, or bringing enough explosives to circumvent such a confrontation. And I chose to blow it up rather than risk the lives of my fellow monster hunters. (laughs) Rutherford, I have to say, I'm pretty disappointed. We gave you a standard issue survival kit, which did not include any ammunition. You get a citation for using personal unaccepted contraband. I understand. However... Isaac Glaze. Isaac is dancing in the corner. I do want to say we're all in this together (laughs) and it's all about team spirit, Isaac Glaze, and putting yourself above your teammates. That gets a citation. Um, Can I say one more thing before we move on from this part of the thing? Absolutely. I I would just like to say that one of the reasons I had to bring all of my explosives is that For about two months now, Isaac has misplaced the standard issue kit that was given to him (sighs) and has been wandering around without equipment. Isaac, is this true? This is emphatically false. Everything I would need on me. Really? Why why don't you show us your monster Yeah, Isaac, let me see your kit right now. Oh, Apparently, Isaac gave me his kit to hold, so apparently I have it in my backpack. No, apparently, uh, my kit is I better see Rutherford. two kits, TBD. Apparently, Rutherford took my kit because Rutherford needed to cut his nails one day. And so then uh, <laughs> Isaac apparently gave me uh, his kit to hold. And yeah, Rutherford needed to cut their nails and with my would, kit. Rutherford, where is your kit? I have only my kit, which is right here in my fanny pack. Which apparently is my kit, because you'd asked to borrow it from when you lost Interesting. it. Interesting. Hmm. Because I made a habit of etching my initials onto all of my personal effects. Rutherford, please open your kit. 
You got it. Can someone help me with the zipper? It is very small. Rutherford, just take those gloves off and use your hands to do it. Right, my normal hands. <laughs> uh, and I, I bend over so that uh, my body's kind of covering up what I'm doing, and I just use my tongue to open the thing. <laughs> and inside, yeah, all all of your stuff has RH and etched in it. Apparently, wow. you etched your name into my kit, which <gasps> apparently is a little bit. I feel a little sad about it. But apparently that's what oh, we do. Right. It seems to me that there is a missing kit and no one will take responsibility for it. I have my kit. One anarchy point. You all take one oh, no. citation for this. Wait, so a citation is bad. A citation is a citation is bad. A commendation is good. Okay, great. I was calling it a demerit. That I've been calling correct. it a demerit as well. So Okay. Yeah. I'll try to stay on that. But yes, mm -hmm. uh, this is an, a moment of anarchy. Nobody can get your story straight. So Molly Buttles is just citing all of you for inventory management issues. But he's going to move forward in this. But also, I notice here, Isaac, you did show up quite fast and super safely and got you, you got the car to the scene with plenty of time. I absolutely did. I even filled the gas. Now, how did you achieve that from the radio flyer at the back of the vehicle? Well, obviously, the momentum of me being flung from the back of the car all the way to the front allowed me to get to the scene first. Have you ever seen um, uh, CKY videos? Familiar with them? Oh, very, yes. You know how the young man will drop down into the half pipe and then shoot up maybe... 40, 50 yards in the air. That was all me, baby. Molly Buttles knows his way around a skate park. All oh. right. You know what? I didn't realize that you were so well-rounded, Isaac. Get a commendation for that. You know, you could be going places in this operation. Uh, and then I, I slip him a, a flyer to like a Bam Margera skate party. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So what, which... whatever happened to not wanting to press your lips to his rectum, Isaac? Oh, I, I used my hand. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> likes hand stuff, Rutherford. <laughs> what a truth. Now, once you got there to the mall... TBD, you announced an evacuation at a wine and paint night immediately before the monster was even sighted. Now, I want you to explain this because it did cause a panic that did end with a first date couple getting trampled in the mass exit. They're still in the hospital for light grazes and bruising. Uh, apparently, in Mystery County, the healthcare system is so excellent that... You can get free hospital care for grazes and bruises, and apparently I say okay to that. Uh, hooray for Mystery County. Why did you announce an evacuation from a building before you'd even spotted a monster? Well, apparently I was the one to answer the phone call. If you recall, I said yellow and answered the phone. And if you recall, someone was yelling and said a monster was lighting things on fire. And so on the call of fire, apparently an evacuation is in order. Well, I also saw that you left your diary open and you kind of had a four-step plan to uh, evacuate. I feel like that was premeditated, baby. Apparently, sometimes in my diary, I use the word evacuation clinically to speak about my bowels <laughs> and other private 
So you're telling me you have a four-step plan to defecate? Uh, apparently, which, you want to know about it. Which he did do on the sea. <laughs> you defecated on the... Wait, to clear this up... Oh, I remember that. TBD, yes. did you shout evacuate to inform your colleagues that you were going to go defecate? Apparently, I shouted evacuate in order to save the people at, at the wine and cheese event, but apparently my body has become... Uh, my body, when it hears the word evacuate, which I use to announce to my housemates that I'm going to defecate. Apparently, when my body hears the word evacuate, it does. It follows the command. Well, I have to say that's disgusting, but it was the most efficient way to remove the people. Unfortunate what? as it was that you did not do so in such a way as to ensure limited casualties, it was an effective way to remove a lot of people from the building. So I do give you commendation on thinking ahead about programming your own body and generally being efficient in terms of dealing with the issue. Thank you. The other two of you, how come you didn't do anything to slow down the mass exit from the wine and paint night? I did. I actually, I did. Oh, really? What did you do, Rutherford B. Hayes? I exploded a hole in the back of the wine and paint night to create a second exit for the people inside. Rutherford, that's an, an incredibly disappointing... Resourceful? Oh. No, that, that is, you created <laughs> collateral damage, which goes against the fiscal responsibility that we aim to uphold here at the Chamber of Commerce. I'm going to have to give you a citation for that exploded hole. But Isaac, I'm confused. Speaking of exploded holes, TBD, <laughs> TBD did not clean up their mess. From wait a the minute, floor. wait a minute. TBD, did you defecate in the center of the wine and paint night? Uh, apparently, it was inside my own pants. <laughs> and what happens in my pants is my business. Apparently, Rutherford ha thinks that they control my pants and they don't. <laughs> well, I guess, did you have with you your your Chamber of Commerce-issued backup pair of pants? I had, uh, yes, apparently. I did put on sweatpants, and I did put what remained it inside my backpack. And if that's not cleaning up, then I don't know what is. I need you to TBD. I understand I'm not doing this for harassment reasons. Show me your rear end oh, with the sweatpants uh on. Um, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Apparently, I'm turning around. It does say Mystery County Chamber of Commerce emblazoned across the back of that. That does appear to be your backup pair of sweatpants. You know what that is? That is good inventory management. You, TBD, get a commendation <laughs> for using your resources appropriately. <laughs> now, Isaac says, <laughs> Oh, is there a problem, Isaac Glaze? Oh, absolutely. I figured all those people ran out of that wine and cheese event because it was part of this couple's exercise. We're always talking about how Haverford wants more well-rounded couples. I was letting the people be the people. You dig? Fair enough. But when you saw the one couple getting trampled by all the other couples, why did you not insert yourself in to assist? By the time they had gotten trampled, they were trampled. There was no way I was going to get there faster. I was I was outside a car on a string. 
on a on a on a basically a baking sheet flying across the road. I was put in unsafe conditions is what I'm saying. What is the point of being a part of this organization if I can't be protected while I do my job? This is an injustice everywhere. Sounds to me like you're saying the couple wasn't the only one put in danger, but also yourself by the actions of your teammates? Yes, physically and mentally. And you calcify your pineal gland. I I did already receive a citation for that, and I think it was totally justified. And I I have learned my lesson. I wouldn't say that the supervisor can be told how many times they can do their job. No, I just mean I think it was correct to cite me for that. Thank you, Rutherford. Isaac, I have to say, I am a little disappointed that you didn't step up and take control of the situation. I'm going to have to give you a citation against not using the opportunity for personal development in dealing with this. Well, once we get inside, you'll see how the tables were turned, because these two acted like complete moldy buttholes. Well, that's why I want to move on to the next thing here, because after that, after you saw this, what we're calling a fire squid, leave the site of the mall. I got a report that you dropped a grand piano off a four-story building onto the mayor's car. I want this explained. Isaac, you will be going first. Why did you drop a grand piano onto the mayor's car? So the fire squid had... We all know that the mayor's uh, license plate is that hilarious personalized license plate. It says, honk for joy. Joy is the town dog. <laughs> it is very funny. It's so funny. And uh Oh, I so always the, thought it since it's H N K for Joy, I thought it was Hunk for Joy. See, and that's the thing about words, man, you dig. They work both ways. It doesn't have to just be one thing. Mm. Mm. So um what had happened was the uh the fire squid was on top of that beloved car, and I had scurried to the top seeing this 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 piano that was just dangling above and i thought you know uh i'll drop it on the fire squid that seems to be a way to extinguish its life but the spirit of the car will live on now while that is an impressive means of hunting a monster i don't know that that's necessarily well we're we're encountering an issue that is a very efficient way to hunt a monster however that is very fiscally the piano was abusive it I is, will say it, that. The piano I, was abusive. And a- may, may I add that it was a good timing that I was able to pull the mayor out of the car before. <laughs> what? The, the mayor piano. was in the car? Oh, did that not make it into the report? No. TV, oh, yeah. why didn't you tell me that the mayor was in the car? Apparently, it was not my turn to talk yet, but apparently I did see Rutherford B. Hayes directing the mayor towards his car. And telling him, you might want to move your car, sir. And then all of a sudden, Rutherford B. Hayes' eyebrows went up, way up, and then they wiggled a little bit like he was being sneaky. Apparently, then he asked the mayor to get out of his car. Yes, Rutherford, your eyebrows are incredibly highly placed upon your forehead. I I was in an accident <laughs> that rendered my face incapable of growing eyebrows. Oh. So now I paint them on. and. In order to show deference to you, I put them high so that I always look surprised. <laughs> you know what also surprised me was after the piano had fallen, 
and uh, Rutherford had taken the mayor back to his car, I saw that they had a transaction. It was as if they planned this entire event. Oh, what is this, Rutherford? You, What did you interact with the mayor over? I'm so glad that you brought this up, because as a result of my heroism, saving the mayor from his car, he gave me a check which I will submit to you now that is made out to the Chamber of Commerce to widen our funding for monster hunting. Wow, a check for $69. Impressive. <laughs> and 420 cents. That's right. I am impressed. I duly noted. Now, I do have to say, though, Rutherford, it sounds to me like you let yourself get your eye off the ball on catching this monster. I had to. Unfortunately, I, yes, you are correct. I had to shift my focus in order to save the life of the mayor and procure funding for the Chamber of Commerce. I think ultimately what I'm hearing here is that while one person attempted to most efficiently take out the monster and another focused on the survival of our beloved mayor, a third member of our patrol stood idly by. I'm sorry to say, TBD, you are getting a citation for not sticking in with the team spirit of the operation. Apparently, changing your pants... <laughs> Does not count as team spirit. But apparently, walking around with a a load of in your pants would be considered better team spirit. That's fine. <laughs> well, speaking of team spirit, the next report <laughs> that I have, we've all seen on to the YouTube, is of course when you followed the fire squid after your failed attempt to crush it under the piano, you ran through the exhibition game of the Superior State Barilla Gorillas and got caught on the kiss cam. What do you want to say for yourself for that, Rutherford B. Hayes? Uh, I feel like we did a pretty good job of maintaining professionalism while the camera was on us. I mean, yes, we, me and TBD did, but you, you puckered up and you, the moment lasted so long, I felt like I was watching an, an Oscar winning moment. And who was it that you were kissing, Rutherford? Because, well, from my report, the it mayor. was a successful kiss. <laughs> That's how you got the money? No, I had already received the money, and it seemed like a good way to show my gratitude as someone who respects and defers to authority. But you don't have to do that with your body. You did that with your actions. I don't have to do anything as a glaze, <laughs> but I choose to lead my own life. And I will not apologize. <laughs> And that's where we're going to end part one of this side adventure. Come back next week for the conclusion where we learn which of these hunters becomes the hunted. Thanks for listening, Monster Hunters. Welcome to Character Creation Cast, a show where we create and discuss characters, the best part of role-playing games, with guests using their favorite systems. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Bolter. And I'm your other host, Amelia Antrim. 
Join us as we sit down with game designers, podcasters, and fans of games as we dive into learning about different RPGs through the lens of character creation. It's a combination of character building, player advice, game design insights, and even a little bit of fan fiction for a different game every month. We tackle a variety of new and old games, both well-known and indie-produced titles. We learn how creating characters can tell us a lot about the games themselves. Check us out today anywhere you can get podcasts or on the OneShot Podcast Network at OneShotPodcast.com. Hey, 